it's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox. The only Cox in podcasting. Jeffrey Swan. Softest hands in the South, baby. And Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun. The actual fuck that hangover felt like it lasted a year. Are we doing that joke? Okay, I'm game. Did you not want to? I, I figure I'm trying to find some way to break the silence. The year is 2018. Right. When last we left our intrepid adventurers, they were drunk after Alamo. <laughs> then they ran a fucking master's tournament and did a bunch of other shit and all ran another tournament each. Do a barrel and then they roll. Went- and that only took and that only took three days. Then they went to the mall one year later. <laughs> <laughs> so happy twenty nineteen, everyone. Yeah. Twenty nineteen is gonna be awesome. I've got all all of this hope and, and desire for it to be good. There's no way it could be, be shitty. Amazing. I bet the Cowboys even make the playoffs. Oh dude, they're they're gonna make the playoffs. There's no the way. Spurs year. Astros are gonna win the World Series and not get caught cheating. <laughs> yep. Houston's not going to blow a uh, 24-point lead in the first quarter of the playoffs. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a Houstonian kind of thing to do. I bet the Rockets win the playoffs, too. I think the Rockets are going to have really good relations with China in 2019 also. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? How can one city fuck up so much stuff? It has not been Houston's year. Mm -mm. And that's how you know we're Texan. Houston have a year. Yeah, does does Houston ever have a year? Uh, when the Astrodome was built, that was a pretty good year. They have a lot of excuses. I mean, they weren't underwater this year, so that's 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 like a bonus, right? That's true. They weren't as underwater as much this year. <laughs> as much, yeah. I think they still they got some. Air. They weren't like Enron levels of underwater. Yeah, the so, Astrodome yeah. ballpark used to be Enron Field. I forgot about that. It did. They still have the galleryfurniture.com bowl. Or did they rename their bowl game to something, you know, not fucking bullshit? It's the Texas Bowl now, but I think it's sponsored by Gallery Furniture still. (laughs) Sponsored by Rooms to Go. I can't wait to see what this year brings for Jeffrey Epstein. Defend those (laughs) allegations and clear his name. Nobody can touch him. He's going to uncover a lot of... No one can touch him, but he can touch plenty of people. (laughs) That man couldn't even kill himself. (laughs) Yeah, he needed help. (laughs) Even if he tried. So do we have some kind of agenda that we're doing? I thought this was it.
Oh, okay. <laughs> Show's done. Y'all can, y'all Wrap can up. go home. See you guys in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> We're not dead yet. We'll do our uh, beers in review for 2018 in four years, I think. Right. So, Mark, question of the hour. What are you drinking? And? And what else are you drinking? Oh, it's what are you drinking out of, man? God damn, it's like you've not done this in a year. So, I am drinking a Stockyard Oatmeal Stout, and it's apparently made by um, uh, Trader Joe's, which is kind of cool. What the uh, fuck? Yeah. Really? Yes. It's like a Trader Joe. It says Joseph Brow Brewing Company, but when I tapped it in on Untapped, it came up as like Trader Joe's beer. That is crazy because they do a lot of uh, they do a lot of stuff where they get market like like um, talk to Ryan. Um, uh, what's his? Uh, God, why am I blanking? Uh, no, no, no. From uh, doesn't play Kings of War anymore. He used to play uh, Warhammer with us, Ryan. Works for Hormel. Oh, Ryan Nickel. God, God damn, yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, Nickel, Jesus Christ, that's how long it's been. Um, he uh, he worked for Hormel, and they just, like, they actually do Trader Joe's brand stuff for them. They just get subcontracted to, like, you know, do it for yeah. them, and Trader Joe's puts their brand on it. So I just wonder who actually does the brewing, because Trader Joe's definitely not brewing. Now, yeah, I'm sure they bought the brewery or whatever. Uh, and I'm drinking out of an Altstadt uh, tall glass. Which that's an awesome yeah. brewery that we went to. That place is awesome. In 2019, <laughs> we need to get back year. to. Yeah, then this we're gonna go there. We're gonna year. go there. Yeah, we're the going year, there. Year we went there this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's a little yeah. bitter. Uh, it says it's an oatmeal stout. It it drinks more like a coffee stout, but it's good. Jeff, what are you drinking, and what are you drinking out of? I literally just got home from work, and I went to Malai Kitchen, so I have a growler. Uh, well, I went for lunch, so I got a growler of uh, Yahoi. Nice. So drinking, uh, drinking the whole growler tonight out of my Hot Fusion fed-up glass. And it's a rice lager. It's exactly what you expect it to be for a rice lager. It's fucking delicious. It is did you good. go to the South Lake, or did you go to... Yeah, I'd work over there, man. So I've been crushing it on a job over there. Finally finished up tonight. It's been a real pain in the ass. It's been a long, long week already. Uh, speaking of long weeks, Ryan, what are you drinking? What are you drinking out of? I'm enjoying an Adelbert's Brewery Darkness Come Alive uh, Horchata Coffee Milk Porter, and I'm drinking it out of a Adelbert's Tulip Glass because... Hey, I have a dishwasher again. I can actually drink out of glasses for once. Oh, did Jorge quit for a while and you had to get a new one? or? Yeah, like two and a half years ago. Uh, <laughs> two and a half years ago, or is it just last year? Two and a half years ago. It died around Christmas of 2017. Oh, yeah, that is about two years. Jesus. We had the oven, the dishwasher, and the dryer all die within a week of each other. That's how it goes, right? I yep. mean, <laughs> welcome to home ownership, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. This year it was just the garage door motor. That's at least cheap. Like a garbage disposal, a couple hundred bucks, call it a day. Yep. Yeah. 
fun time. So, been a while. Has anything uh, anything major happened that no. deserves attention? I think everything's been talked about. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a single thing that happened from now all the way back till 14 fucking months ago when we had our last episode. Oh, man. Was it, has it really been that long ago? Yes. The last episode was before Alamo when I... Well, it didn't change that much, right? Because, like, I won Alamo last year, and then I won it this year. So, like, really not a lot, not a lot changed, but, you know, it has been a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, uh, there is, like... I think there was, like, a cock book that came out, right? There's like something Oh, that's happened. right. There was a fluff book, too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of pages of fluff, at least. And uh, there was lots of internet rage, and everybody's armies are completely invalidated. And I yeah. saw that. Uh, I mean, it, it's weird to me, as someone that does a new army every year, for people to have to do new armies and be upset about it. That's just, that's weird for me. Yeah, you know, I don't get it, because, like, I'm like you, right? Like, I always, you know, I want to work on a new army every year, just because I want to you know, have, you know, versatility and something new and different to play with, you know? Um, so it doesn't really bother me when, like, units get changed so much that, like, they play different or... Yeah, no, fuck that. That can go fuck itself. I mean, I can still run my two stampedes, right? Paint like one model a year, man. There's no way I can fucking keep up. Oh, I got a good one. Hey, Mark. (laughs) We we skipped hobby. What did you get done in hobby last year to this year? (laughs) Uh, I painted painted two units last year. I painted the... uh, How many models were in those two units? Like six grand total. They look really fucking good, though. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> See, and some people say things never change. Mark is is six models richer. That's like one model every four Two. months. Yeah. <laughs> Played more games of dwarves than uh, Andrew Heinrich did in the past year. So did I. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> so did my dog. <laughs> oh man, all the shame. It's a good thing he's not one of the. How many do you think we're down to? Eighteen listeners now? Are we? Are we still in the dozens? I don't think we, we have dozens, listeners dozens if we haven't done an episode in a year and a half. Oh come on, you know we have at least one. Yeah, true. There's. Say there's we probably have at least a hundred, or you know. Tens of tens, you know. I, I've always said our our dozens, literally some. You know, what? <laughs> I will take quality over quantity. How about that? We have to have quality. We're screwed. We have Lennon, right? Yeah. So name another Lennon. fucking podcast that gets shit shipped shipped ah, shit shipped to them. Porky pig over here. Doesn't she point hammers to get their she sex shed. toy or down my goddamn she shed. No one's burning down your she shed, Sharon. I so. can't support that commercial now. Yeah. Competitor, sorry. Not allowed. Oh, Shit. that's right. Other things that happened. Ryan got a different job. You know, 
No, that was we we recorded. Uh, that's, that, that's been more than two years. I did yeah. not have another child in the interim. There's there's something to celebrate. I'm sure no. Tom Annis has had like ten kids by now. <laughs> Tom Annis is ten kids <laughs> in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> look, just because his face doesn't look like he's hit puberty yet, oh he'll have God. a mustache one day, and it'll blow all of our minds. I don't know. I might be having Tom's kids. He fucked me so bad last night. It was ridiculous. Your dice help too. Oh my god. He shit stomped me as bad as I shit stomped him last time. It was unforgiving. But enough about my sexual orientation. <laughs> uh, so how's the scene been going with 3rd Edition out there in the Metroplex? It's going good, I think. I mean... It's hard to tell. We haven't really done like one days or anything recently, so I... I... I don't know. Plus, I've been stuck at work. Jeff, you've probably got a better idea. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, we did a fair amount of playtesting and stuff with it. And, of course, uh, doing all the RC stuff, we got quite a bit of feedback from decent people. Um, so, you know, it's... The, the and really... not decent people? No. Just people in general? I don't about those, <laughs> yeah. Um it's just it's hard to wade through some of that stuff because you have to quantify, you know, each each person's bitch and moan fest, right? Because it's it is important that you get feedback from people, but at the same time, like when it's the same squeak every single time on the wheel, it's like does not help anybody get anything achieved by just complaining about something without actual constructive feedback or valid feedback right it's like there's a reason like and if you get told like hey you know yeah yes we know about that already and then you continue to bitch about it all you're doing is making things worse like you're literally just being a dick to be a dick so unfortunately there is always that at new editions right so uh, because people feel whether it's true or not they feel wronged one way or another because their shit doesn't play exact same way and it's like well there's like a reason for that you know and you deliberately targeted them oh yeah uh, yeah i mean we were out to get each one of these armies I, evidently we we're out to get all of them so um, uh did did strider lose mammoth or did mammoth lose strider <laughs> strider, lose <laughs> strider lost mammoth but mammoth did not <laughs> lose strider man poor aragorn he's not going to recover from that yeah it, i mean obviously got that but um it's sometimes in those forums, it's so loud, right, that it's hard to get through what actually needs to be looked at, you know. And of course, you do like you do with the big cock packs where everybody's just raging about one specific thing. And there, I cannot tell you, I cannot even tell you how incredibly ridiculous some of the questions that come in can be. And just like it, they're looking into things that play that they're written in the book the same way that they're written in the V2 book and then coming up with new situations that had already been brought up in V2 and acting like it's some new thing in, in third that like, oh, no, you guys didn't think about this before. Now you can do these this angle charge like this. And it's like. <sighs> Nothing has changed about that whatsoever. 
why would you bring this up? You're just trying to, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just creating noise just to create noise. And then it's like, we need, an, we need a ruling on it because if you got 250 comments on this one thing that shouldn't have even had one comment on just because you're creating situations. I don't know if you guys have been following that very much. On this the double monsters block where your leader that, both? It's that and then like clip charges and stuff with the, you know, oh, I can't do this. Uh, like if I hit the edge of a unit, now I can't actually, I'm not actually hitting a frontage. So now I can't actually charge the unit because it's a, I'm hitting a corner of a unit. Yes, you can. It's always been a thing. Why are we even fucking talking about this? Like, it's just exhausting um, to go over some of that stuff because it's because you have to answer it right because you get two hundred comments and it's like, you, even if it's just like a one sentence answer, it's you know twenty topics a week, you know, full, full of stupid fucking questions. I mean, there's there's some, yeah, but there's, there's some, some valid people that ones. come from it. Yeah, they're they're doing it from an academic pursuit too, where they want to do it right, not that they're trying to be pedantic, but that they want it to be right. I haven't, I don't really go into the forums it, that much. Um, but I'm aware it, of that double it, charge thing or double the, the giant issue thing. with that is just that there are some people that are specifically doing it for that. You know what I mean? Like, and and it and it makes it hard for the people who are coming in, right, um, to get the answers they need because they truly don't know the answer, right? So it just makes it difficult. But all in all, I think uh, V three has been very good. I think it was balanced pretty well. I think a majority of people are very excited to play it, um, and um, there's a, some good shakeups. Um, a lot of people right now are concerned about War Machine spam, uh, that they think that they're going to be so much better than they were before, that everybody's going to take War Machines. Um, I think that's been disproven already, but we'll wait and do it at masters and then everyone will see that it's not a problem i think it's just one of those knee-jerk reactions where everybody sees something on paper and then assumes that it's going to be good like remember where, remember when everybody was just all the rage about spamming alchemist curse right and mm -hmm. then what happened right fucking nothing like you know it worked pretty good in the fucking goblin lists I, but did it because, like, it didn't consistently win, and except for in one region where people, let's just be honest, weren't really taking tools list to play it. Um, but could have also been fixed very easily with terrain. And that's the thing, right? Is, like, you have different regions playing with different terrain setups, and the UK plays different than the US, and the US has eight regions, and all the regions play a little bit different. So... You know, it's it's all about, it, it sucks to say it, but like metas that you're used to playing in and you can adapt the game to be whatever you want um, very easily. But shit, man, if you saw the UK Masters tables, those shits were sparse, man. They did not have very much terrain on them by comparison to what we do at all. So it actually doesn't surprise me that a dragon spam list won that at all. Uh, there's just not enough, 
not enough hindrance there. It's like if Brad would have come to Masters and they would have had, you know, two less pieces of terrain on each table, it would have been even easier. It's fucking autopilot, you know? <clears throat> but I think that's a little going to be a little less prevalent for V3, even though that specific list did get better. There's significant nerfs to other portions of stuff, um, which is going to rebalance lists in general. I'm just looking forward to seeing less shooting spam straight up, you know? I don't know yet. Yeah, me neither. Um, we're doing a slow play league here in town, but we're only at 1,000 points, so you're you're just barely struggling to get your unlocks lined up. You can't really spam anything yet. Yeah, because you're doing the... Uh, well, I mean, 1,000 points is still pretty reasonable. Uh, you can get... You get, like, three or four units. Yep. Yeah, but, I mean... You're not doing like doubles of the same thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not you spamming spam anything, anything yet. unless you're spamming a unit and you get like. I actually like playing like that, though. I it's something I actually really enjoy. I really like 1995 games and stuff that limit stuff. Which again, you know, another way to meta shift stuff. Uh, do 1995 games or just do limit of two? You know, what are you? Uh, what are you working on for the new edition, Ryan? If you're doing a slow grow. I'm doing a slow grow with Trident Realms. Um, I have an idea what the list will look like for Lone Wolf because I'm going to be doing a lot of resin and so it's not going to be a, a list I can change very easily. Mm-hmm. But I have all of two units painted for it, so we'll see how this comes along. Nice. Do you have anything you're like aiming towards unit-wise or, or a, a theme-wise? Theme not really. Just throwing a bunch of models together and seeing what happens. Um, this is my, except for the Mercia stuff, about $100 worth of Wrath of Kings from two years ago at Christmas. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. You were talking about. So sharks and fishmen and squids and clams and who knows what else. Um, well, I mean, since you're not already restricted by the new placoderm stuff because you don't have old ones, uh, I would really strongly recommend getting at least one regiment of placoderms up and ready. I think they're really really solid and people are not taking them for some reason i think they're probably the best infantry units in the game that's what i'm staring at on my table right now yeah buddy how about you jeff what are you working on i'm literally getting my base coding stuff done on some mincers right now i'm a I'm working on a goblin army to play with Rob Phaneuf and uh, also eventually play it with Todd uh, for Blue City. I'm going up to Adepticon, uh, so I'm going to do the team's tournament with Rob. Uh, We're just doing some halflings and goblins, so the whole idea is just half half dudes. Um, So he's going to do kingdoms of half-men, and I'm going to do goblins. So I just have a... um, Used up some of my RC cred here to get a bunch of uh, mincers, and I got some luggets and mob beasts. So it's just like a very fun, crazy, all melee style goblin list. Um, it's not meant to be anything good. It's just one of those things. It's like this would be really fun to play, and it makes me giggle every time I play it. So I know it <laughs> must be fun. Like it's it's not great. But I'm gonna tell you what, like, it's it's sure shit fun to play. <laughs> like, all melee goblins, why not? That's why, like, 
uh, the list, uh, I don't know if you've been seeing them online, but uh, the Goblin list has just been, you know, spam, you know, um, uh, spam war machines, and then put uh, the wingets and uh, bangets in there. So people are just going back to, like, shooty spam goblins. And I'm like, that's so boring. Like, so so boring to play, right? Like, I just... There, there's a lot of really cool stuff in the goblin list now that you don't need to do shooting spam for them and or or take any shooting really but, so that's what i'm currently working on you working on anything mark <laughs> plans to work on anything next year yeah i, I do uh, i've i've got some amazon uh, kickstarter stuff that's supposed to be coming in and i'm looking at doing either that because i've got like gorilla uh yeah. monsters inventory which looks fucking awesome no if hank got his already then i'm gonna fucking be emailing people no, 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 i haven't no. gotten he mine didn't yet get it. oh he didn't get it, but he was, yeah he i don't think he went in yeah i don't think he went in for the the gorillas i think he went in on some of the other stuff i could be wrong though I also got you those sharks because we had talked about that a while ago. They had like shark men. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That you said you wanted. Oh, are they? Uh, uh, that oh that Kickstarter. I got yeah, you. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that uh, Titan Forge. Um, and then I've got some of the old samurai stuff that I'm still looking at. I just need to figure out which unit I'm going to do next. Um, because I've got the the mounted. Uh, calf guys, and then I've got the ogres, and then I did the demon dude. Um, I'm looking at probably doing some of the characters and then branching out and doing some of the foot troops or something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, It'll depend on what my BCB list looks like. Uh, Titan Forge is now putting out a lot of their stuff like in a Patreon version where you can do 3D printing stuff and buy their 3D printing yep. files. Yeah, I saw somebody printing one of those the other day. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, so Hank's, Hank's been watching on some of those. So if there's anything you're looking for specifically that you didn't wanted to get more of or whatever, you could hit him up about that. That's but, a good idea. Yeah. Because their fucking models are expensive, but they look awesome. yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like he's just he just three D printing them now. He's got that resin printer. But... Yeah, I've got like at least two weeks of work trips coming up in February, if not more. So my hobby time is not going to really kick off until like March, if I'm lucky. Yeah, that oh, I'm I'm just waiting for my fucking slow season to show up, which hasn't fucking happened yet <laughs> i mean i am usually that's another i mean like i wanted to record like two fucking months ago but like i've just been so busy this time of year is are it's always busy for me but it usually slows down like late yep. january and it is nowhere in sight so i mean like while that's a good thing business wise it's like i i usually have february to paint my army for the year and that is not gonna happen so uh i'm kind of fucked um i got a whole blue city army i gotta get done and then i'm working on um my uh brotherhood uh army that i was really trying to get done for lone wolf but it's just it's not gonna happen if i could have taken it to adepticon 
because of the model count thing, I can't because Mantic I had to be model uh, Mantic models. But if I had, if I could have taken it to uh, Adepticon, I would have been working on that. But here I am doing goblins. <laughs> but I will say uh, the lug git models from um, Mantic are amazing just so nice if, if anybody out there is looking at getting them and you've seen the pictures they're even better in person like just the quality of the sculpts there's almost no mold lines on them they go together like butter there's no like gaps or anything uh you're paying a pretty penny for them right at uh, 12 bucks for a two-pack but <laughs> you can do what i'm doing and um I'm going very themey, so I'm putting some. I'm putting like ten of them into a regiment, and then I'm putting um, some mob beasts in there to mix it up because the it gives a kind of a cool look to it. And then you say that they're their mob pup upgrades, right? Mm-hmm. So you get ten of those guys because they're big. Honestly, like I don't know if you looked at their stats much uh, from the new book, but essentially they're like orc berserkers because like they're about the same size as their orc models are. Um, but so they're crushing strength one. Uh, a regiment of them has 20 attacks, right? And then crushing strength one, and they're fearless, uh, 15, right? So, and then brutal uh, for like 160 points for a regiment of them. So, when you think about that, that's pretty much orc price and orc stat that you don't have to ally in orcs to get. And the fearless portion of it is really nice. And then you can give a mop up to them and get uh, basically a free six uh, attacks. The first combat, you the, the one thing is you're forced to use it. The first combat you get into, you have to release the mop up. But it's six more attacks that hit on fours with crushing one and can't be modified to the hit on fours. So even if it's hindered, it doesn't matter. Nice. So it's kind of like an orc regiment, right? So you, like... You could do. You can actually do fighty goblins right now. So you don't really have to do these unit, uh, these war machine spams uh, for them. So that's kind of what I'm trying to prove with the army. And just as a heads up, we have been a couple of the Trident Realm players have have asked to do a Trident Realm review whenever we get around to doing that stuff. And I said eventually. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're like, we loved your la- we loved the last review for it. So if you guys have any other Trident Realm players that you'd want to bring on or uh, anybody hears this that wants to come on for part of it when we do an army review, I think it'll be time because Ryan is getting into Trident Realms as well. I think it'll be a really good a really good way to look at it for Ryan as well because he will be able to give feedback as a new player and his experiences with them. So mm-hmm. I think it would be a really good um, army review to do. And there's uh, enough rage about them right now and about how much they suck. So I would <laughs> love, to, love to hear all about how shitty they are so that nobody plays them again and I'll be the only one winning. <laughs> Dryden Realms are awesome. I just don't understand how people, you know, that everybody wants to poo-poo on everything, but honestly, you can play... You can play good with any army. It doesn't matter which one. It just has to suit your play style. So mm-hmm. that's why telling I, people to 
you know, build an army list. It's like, my army list isn't going to work for you. It's, it's not your play style, you know? Well, Trident doesn't have a lot of stuff that supports my playstyle, which is run forward and kick you in the face as fast as possible. So it'll be fun learning a new style doing this. I know, man. Those, uh, Gigas now are pretty pretty good. I mean, it, it's pretty much like running all shield breakers, quite honestly. Nimble shield breakers. You know? Um, speed four or five? Five. Five, mm, yeah. That's I know they used to be pocketerms. Used to be uh, used to be four. Now they're five. yeah. That's right. I remember one of them was slow. Couldn't remember which one. I mean, not that five is fast, but Mm-mm. no. But it's not. It's not shit. And when you think about that, they've got a ton of crushing strength, and uh, they hit on threes. They're as good as elite units, uh, but with a ton of crushing. So and defense six in the front, five to the side. Now they used to be defense four to the side. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit less susceptible to like little plinky bullshit shooting. Um, pretty good, pretty good little unit there. Um, you can give them lots of bonuses that are very helpful as well. So anyway, we'll get into that on the <laughs> video. Um, yeah, I'm getting getting excited because. Uh, this will be my uh, Adepticons will be my first tournament for uh, V three. Even though I've had like at least eighty games at V three now uh, with playtesting and and uh, actually playing uh, since we've done the release of it. Uh, and I decided I wasn't going to go to Masters this year, so I will not be attending that for my first tournament. So Acon is going to be my first go what what's gonna be your first one ryan you gonna uh lone wolf for your first one yeah lone wolf's gonna be my first jesus jesus is gonna be your first no i I, my first one's gonna be shiloh and that's next week (laughs) and i played three games is that next week yeah it's next week advertise it all for he doesn't i know really painful man like, I love him, but man, it makes it really hard to support him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of gone more to a con version. So they have <laughs> yeah. like War Machine, 40K, Flames of War. Uh, there might be another game. And then Kings of War is his main game. It has the room for both days. And then the other games have like one day. And I think War Machine might be two days. But yeah, so that's how he makes up for it. And he doesn't specifically go after one anymore he does kind of everything and then his players can kind of pick which pick and choose which ones they want to play his local players yeah oh, interesting yeah i mean that's what some of the other areas did with their gts they kind of went to convention style but they did that immediately he kind of did this over the course of i guess three years like he did he a side of it right first year yeah, he did a side event the first year, and then he basically went like, okay, cool, uh, we're going to do War Machine, and I think maybe he did a one-day 40K thing last year, and then this year he's doing like those five or six different ones. So that's a good way. I mean, if he stuck with one game, there, there's no way they had enough Kings of War in that specific area to support a, a GT at the, the venue he's at. So mm-hmm. he made it work, which is good. 
How many guys? How, how many? How many events are you guys doing this year? Oh my god, three, including Alamo. Seriously? Yeah, this year's a bad one for me. Bayou's wow. on the weekend of my uh, youngest one's birthday, so I can't go to that one. Um, I might sneak in another one, either uh, Capital City or Living Legends. I don't know yet. My summer's kind of busy. The Living Legends isn't in the summer. It's September. Oh, you're sticking with September? Summer-ish. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're September, and then uh, uh, Bison went into October, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, shoot. I forgot about Bison. I might be trying to make Bison, too. I am trying to make Bison, too. See, I haven't even yeah. drawn up my schedule for the year. That's how bad off I am. I... I'm currently doing nine. Uh, it might be ten. Na- so. Name them off. Do it. Let's see if you can remember. Uh, like, without looking at my calendar. All right. Let's yeah. see here. March is uh, Adepticon. Mm-hmm. End of March. April. Uh, April is Lone Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, May. BCB. Uh, yeah, Blue City Brawl. Uh, June was supposed to be Northern Kings, but Scotty's having a baby, so it fucked my plans. So June will, if Capital City is in June, that's when it will. That's what I'll be doing in June. But I'm not even counting that one uh, until Todd has a date. Uh, <laughs> he still doesn't have a date. No, he doesn't. Dude, that's like he does. He has five months away. Jeez. It is what it is. I'm, I'm so packed. Right now, but it is what it is. So June and then July. Um, I'm trying to get Rashad to get on his fucking... Riddle of Steel? Yeah, get on that, that quicker uh, so that I can... You know, so the problem last year is like California players... They, you have to plan it out way in advance because otherwise everybody's schedules fill up and then you end up with like a 10 guy tournament, you know, which they have plenty of players out there. You just have you got to promote it on time. Anyway, um, that, will, that will be July, the early part of July. And then you've got Dojo, um, uh, Dojo's uh, Samurai Ship. Yeah. Yep. July, oh, right? I forgot that one too. It's like the 20th around there. Somewhere, mm. I don't know. I don't know the date exactly. I know I'm signed up for it. I signed up and paid. So yeah, same uh, here. By August is theoretically uh, it's by you TNT. if you're going to that. Yeah. Oh, you're going to TNT. Oh. Yeah. Uh, TNT. Uh, August, August, September is, is my tournament. Uh, so Living Legends, uh, Devil's Tournament at Black Eye Distilling, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Got the news on that. Um, uh, and then, uh, September, October is supposed to be Bison Brawl. Mm-hmm. So I'll plan to go to that because I really want to support Brian. Um, uh, October, November is uh, San Antonio for Alamo. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little busy, so it's literally every month. So quite literally. Once March hits, I have a tournament every single month. So it's till then. Two in right. July. Yep. Oh, uh, no, that's, that's 11. It's 10 because he doesn't do one in December. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. And I'm not, and I'm not counting my own event, right? So. No, that would count it. That counts it. Does it? Uh, well, yeah, it, it depends on if you count uh, um, Capital City, right? If it's going to be a thing or not. True. Because um, I will obviously go to that to support that. Um, possible and it's not that bad of a drive for us but yeah um any of them that you guys are specifically looking forward to for your events for any purpose so i'm trying to count up how many i'm doing i've got shiloh in january masters in february i think i've got march open then I have Lone Wolf in April, Blue City Brawl in May, Bug Eater in June. Usually Bug Eater's like on the the border of like May to June. So that's five. Um, and then if Todd's doing his thing in June, that could be six. Mm-hmm. Then the dojo tournament in July would be seven. Bayou would be eight in August. Uh, your event in September would be nine. The bison brawl in October, which is on a convenient weekend for me for tailgating reasons, uh-huh. would be 10. And then Alamo would be 11. And then nothing in December. So yeah, like 10 yeah. out of the 12 it, months and doing 11 fucking GTs. Jesus. Yep. Did I count Dojo? I counted the Dojo. You did one, count right? Dojo. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's going to be a busy one. God, that's so much. I'm interested to... Um, interested to see how uh, V3 shakes out for people to immediately stop like worrying so much about stuff. The issue right now is that there's so much like build up, right? Is like right now everybody's like oh, like speculating all the V3 stuff, right? Because there's not really any tournaments that have yeah, you haven't really out. splashed everything up against the scene yet to see what breaks each other and what doesn't. So I am curious to see how things shake out by you know six months from now, because by six months from now everybody's going to have it figured out, you know. So. Um, or at least yeah. what their local metas I, are going to be. I think it's. I think it's going to be different. I think people are going to figure out one thing or one skew early, and then a couple of months later, there will be a different wrinkle that comes out, and then a couple of months later, like I think it's going to be a three or four People's prong cycle. For, yeah, yeah where that's how it was V two, right? I mean, like yeah, that was yeah, it, it, it was, and yeah. that's that's part of what kept it fun. Like people are going to figure out tricks to oh well, everybody's pulling in. You know Northern yeah. Alliance now, but this army really stacks up well against it. Then everybody starts playing that army. Well, this stacks up well against that army, and I I think it's not necessarily that cut and dry. But I think mm. that's what we're gonna see. Are there gonna be like supplements that come out? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, that's the thing is, like, um, by that, by having those meta shifts like that, it keeps the game from being stagnant, right? Yeah. So, like, nobody wants to just see the same thing all the time for that. And V3 is a nice shakeup because it gets everybody back on equal footing. And everybody's like, this is going to be what's good. No, this is going to be what's good. So everybody's kind of guessing what's going to be good right now. Um, moral of that story is play what the fuck you want and make it good. Um, but, and also just maybe don't worry about it so much. It's just a game. Like, you know, it's, it's still a game at the end of the day. So if you can't have fun playing it, then maybe just don't. <laughs> like, I know that's not like very, like, not a really good ambassador of it. But at the same time, like, we have a really good, we have a pretty good crowd right now, and I don't want it to become like some some of how it was in uh, Eighth Edition Warhammer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I just I'm not looking forward to that. I don't want it to be like I want it to be like that. Yeah, I think that I think after Masters, people are gonna be like, oh, okay, this is what worked, this is what didn't work, and then you're gonna see a an a instantaneous gravitation towards the style of list that whoever won Masters played. Regardless of what it is, it doesn't even matter if it's actually the best way to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we we didn't really see that this last go round though. Like after Brad won, I don't feel like I saw a lot of copycats running around with it. It's also the end of the edition, right? So like a lot of people were just like, oh, you know. Uh, no, but I mean that was that was February of 2019. We still had a whole nine months to go before third edition was released there were still events happening in second edition after that yeah that's true but i don't feel like i saw a lot of people carbon copying alex chavez or pat allen's master's lists either after after they won yeah i guess they those were in before the cock happened for at least one of those so the cock shifted it up a little bit after pat's not that Pat was playing a conventional or even easy to master list, but mm-hmm. yeah. with Alex, Alex had the new cock in his beautiful hands. hands. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> mouth, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't I don't feel like people copied his list all that much either. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just think that like uh, with a new with a new edition, I think people are going to instantaneously Could. gravitate toward. Could see that. I, I think if somebody dominates masters and just goes and you know does 115 out of 120 battle points which is like somewhere in the neighborhood of where brad was whereas the rest of the field was like in the hundreds or the 80s or the 90s i could see people trying to latch onto that as the new hotness because there is no new hotness right now but i don't know i I think past history shows that doesn't really happen it could who knows it's not like i'm if i knew the future i'd have a lot more money (laughs) <laughs> what's y'all's uh what's y'all's take on the new uh scenarios so far the uh ones that got added to the v3 i love them i love them so much i put one in alamo right except for you did it wrong other than that but <laughs> i did it wrong on purpose tio's prerogative to make things better <laughs> <laughs> uh honestly like i've i've flipped through it a little bit i haven't done a whole lot of in-depth reading because i've been up until Sunday, I worked every single day other gotcha. than Christmas for the last like two months. And I don't think I had the book in my hand before that or all that early before that. Um, so I haven't really got to read in depth into it, but I, I like them. I like that they've got 
you know, kind of wrinkles to their own scenarios where, oh yeah, you're, yeah. you're doing this, but now you're, now you're modifying it a little bit. Now you can play with your opponent a little bit more. I, I like it. I always like having I, I variety. Like, I, I like it. Uh, I like most of it. Um, my only, my only concern with them, and this is kind of when we're doing play testing and stuff too, is just that, um, I don't like, I don't like the gotcha stuff. Right, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the gotcha moments, um, and this kind of adds a little bit of that to it. Like it does have a little bit of gotcha to it, because um, you like. Uh, Which one are you talking smoke, about? Where you can put mirrors, the you like start flipping tokens over one at one at a time, so you don't know which ones are worth what, and yeah. you don't actually know what the objective is until the middle of the game or the end of the game. Um, See, I like that. I mean, that makes people have to adjust their play style. Right. If you're an army that moves exclusively at speed four and you find out all your tokens are on the other side of the board from where you are, kind of fucked. But yeah, but that one specifically, uh, like uh, that one, you um, you you could at least just defend yours because you can claim your own. The other one you can only claim uh, on your the fool's gold ones are the ones that you can only claim on, on their side of the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and at least that one you always know by turn three so as long as you're moving forward you could probably you know get to him just play it like pillage pretty much just play it like pillage and then adjust late game but i think it added some good flavor i don't i like i'm hesitant to play it at like gts and stuff like that because as much as like right now you could just like walk away from the table and go get a beer or whatever this just adds that, like, oh, is the person going to look at what the values are by just flipping over the toe? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's not that they will. It's just it leaves room for it to happen. And, you know. Yeah, but you've got you've got that with, like, loot anyway. Unit like positions, too. Yeah, like, yeah. I can, if you go to the bathroom, I can, I can flip that coin, like, two inches closer to my unit than it was while you're gone. So, I mean, true. anybody can do that. Like, wound counters, I can change my wounds from five down to three if nobody's yeah. looking. That's so, fair. I mean, it's, it's, I, almost, it's almost like you can do that regardless of whether that specific scenario is in play or not. <laughs> Luckily, just, I don't think we oh, see a lot of instances of that. Yeah. No, nope. it doesn't. But when it does, <laughs> you know what I mean? How, how many, how many um, Warhammer stories do you have that is, like, you know, like, about that style stuff. It's a different community. It is. No, I I don't disagree with you. Well, Warhammer used to have people narc on each other too, where like you'd go to the bathroom and somebody'd be like, Hey dude, I saw your opponent moving their units. Like Mm. your stuff. You come back Mm -hmm. like, oh you're in combat? Oh yeah, I rolled really good. Did Mm. you though? Did you? What if Uh, I was Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, put your fucking unit back. So stuff that has come uh, that has changed up quite a bit in the game uh, since uh, last time we talked, which was a long ass time ago. Big changes. Uh, wild charge. You guys had any experience with that yet? Like dislike? And uh, was it add to it? Blah blah blah. I'm indifferent to it. I. I, I got to play against a little bit of it yesterday and yeah like it's fine 
I don't see that as a problem. I, I, the, a lot of the footprint shifted around on some stuff. That uh-huh. makes things a little harder. And then the heights all kind of going up by one. Seems like mm-hmm. an easy math problem, but then when you start like trying to extrapolate various units in between and stuff, you're like, oh shit, those are threes, not twos or whatever. I'm just getting used to that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be the other thing is like uh, what tournaments are going to do what for heights, you know, for everything because we left it open for people to kind of pick whatever they want to do for heights. And, you know, currently there isn't anything that doesn't have a height. So sounds like a lot of people still want to rule like water stuff as flat and you only get cover when you're in it or whatever. But a ruins could still be, you know, height one. So it'll just be fun to see what tournaments do what because it's, you know, open for creativity for a reason. You know, it wasn't put into the rule book for a purpose. It's not like it was overlooked. But um, instantaneously, everybody was like losing their shit. Does it get cover if you're behind the height, the the flat stuff? Because flat, we we decided it was going to be played like this. Well, then continue to play it like that. If that's how you want to play it. Yeah, but we needed to say it officially. Do you? <laughs> like, if your tournament says that it's play it that way, it's in the pack. Go for it. Do whatever you want. No one officially said that this made up character that the GT put into the pack was legal either. But yet you're playing with it, so. Give us answers now. Working. (laughs) It's just it's it's just been funny because um a lot of people will put in questions on uh on the forum and then you'll answer them correctly and accurately so they have the answer. And then they'll debate you for 30 more posts like about how you're wrong it's like you wanted the answer and every answer we give you you're not happy with and try and change our minds like come on jeff you're a dad you know how that works it's like yeah but like i have two children i don't need another three thousand. you know <laughs> so, i'm hungry yeah i don't need to go to the bathroom oh i just peed myself mm-hmm but it's just so funny, right? It's like you, it's like someone asks you for an answer, you give them the answer, and then they tell you why you're wrong. It's like, come on, Jeff, you're married. You know how that works too. <laughs> true. You uh, looking forward to getting snowed in up at Masters, Mark? I sincerely hope that doesn't happen because I'm going to. I really hope it doesn't too. But I could absolutely see it happening. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm flying home on Monday. It won't matter. Yeah, you watch it won't. It won't snow on um, Sunday night, but it'll snow overnight on on Sunday night. Yeah, but I'm flying out of the town that the tournament's in, so I'm not as worried about it. Yeah. Oh, are you? uh, Flying uh, to the flying to the other airport and then carpooling thing. No, I, I was looking at doing that and then like the logistics of making it happen and then trying to find people to ride with it just it was too much of a hassle to try and get people to commit to oh yeah we're gonna be in buffalo or whatever i was Uh like 
you know what? And then the worst case scenario, like the highway gets snowed in. And yeah, then fuck. I'm, Hello, fucking, Mr. Bro. I'm fucking okay. stuck, you know? So. Yeah. Fuck that. It was yeah. like 75 degrees today in January. It was fucking awesome. And then we're going to go up there in February. And it's going to be like negative five or something stupid. <laughs> uh, nope. 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 Not even tempted. I was I was tempted to go play for West Coast, and I was just like, I did all the math on everything for like costs and stuff, and I just don't like casinos to begin with. I'm like, eh. and then I was like, and it's in the winter, and I've got like three jobs planned right around then. I'm like, eh, probably not a good idea. I get stuck out there, it's cost me a shit ton of money. I just pray that they're one of the more futuristic casinos where they don't have as much smoking problem, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Or maybe you will. Maybe you should. <laughs> well, that's what I think is going to have to happen, so I'm going to take a lot of my uh, asthma medicine and shit. Yeah, I mean, as much as I love Northeast, uh, getting an opportunity to host it, it's just that's <sighs> a rough commitment think for many people but i would i would love to go to a northeast event i just winter Oof. thanks but i mean it sounds like a lot of people are coming is that that's the rest thing is uh evidently got a reasonable amount of signups glad to hear it where, where are you seeing that at? Like, I, again, I haven't been on the forums or anything, so I don't really know. I'm not plugged into it. Well, if you unplugged radio, um, <laughs> no, they, uh, I, I just been listening to some of the podcasts and stuff. And with the, the amount of committed people going to, it sounds like it's going to be, you know, 30 plus people for the best of the rest. So, That's I mean, cool. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just nice the people that would like to attend Masters, but kind of never get never ever in the running for winning tournaments to qualify type of thing. It gives them kind of you know, the experience of seeing it. That'd be kind of fun. I'm, I'm interested to see how that turns out. It's going to be quite the undertaking to run both those tournaments and do rules questions at the same time. And mm-hmm. especially in a new edition. Rules. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Is there absolutely will be rules questions? And I also felt like if I went, I would I wouldn't even be able to play my games. I wouldn't be able to play because I'm going to be getting asked rulings questions. Because even if they don't like what the TO says, they're going to be like, "Well, you got one RCP person here. Let's ask him." And then I, you know, won't play my games because I'll end up doing rule shit the whole time. I definitely not flying to middle of nowhere ass New York to do rules questions for people way more than enough of that lately uh if you can't tell rules committee is a very thinkless job <laughs> uh, very thinkless. shut the fuck up yeah. and answer my question yes right here's and why you're you, wrong jeff and the thing is like i do less committed committed time than the rest of the guys do like but they knew that coming in like before i took the position i was like this is the amount of time I have per week to give up to do this stuff. So if you want me to join, I would love to help out. But 
this is what this is the time frame. This is how much time I got. And I was like, if you want to replace me, you can feel free to do so. But we're all working pretty good right now, and uh, we're all, we all see pretty much eye to eye on everything. So that's that's been nice, at least, is amicable and easy to work with each other. So good. Uh, but I think I think collectively, uh, V three will have um, a lot of a lot of new stuff coming into the woodworks for um, versatility. I think you're going to see a lot more armies. I know a lot of people. Um, the past couple of days, there's past couple of days. There's been a lot of posts about why aren't we seeing new armies? And you know, I was expecting new people to be doing these new Northern Alliance and this and this. And you know, people. I was expecting people to have you know this army ready to go. It's like it's only been out for a couple of months. It takes a long time. To together a whole army like and and paint the whole thing i mean just getting just getting the units filled out for armies you already have in order to get them ready for like masters or the first tournaments and stuff take some time man you know uh hobby mm-hmm. commitments is real so yeah i mean especially with you um some tournaments are actually going to be doing the preferred model count thing which i'm okay with i just don't think it's like I don't think it's like a necessary thing to do. Um, Mantic's not going to be like sitting there counting your fucking models on every unit. I can tell you that right now. So um, it's, it's, as much as they would love for you to spend money on their models and support them, they're going to be the last people to be like, Oh, you you're 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 one one model short in a horde of PMC. If it looks good, they don't really give a shit. It's the person who finishes second that cares about that. Right, right, yeah. Well, he should have been disqualified because you will find he only had thirteen units on the Placater regiment in the preferred model count oh, is okay. Yeah. As I stare at mine and wonder how I'm going to get more than nine dudes on it. I know what would be a fun topic to talk about as I sit here and think this thing. Um, what are you guys looking at, change-wise, to your GTs this year? Anything of significance? Mark's uh, up first for Lone Wolf. Yeah, I'm me. contemplating uh, taking out the Lone Ranger scenario and just making the characters a fixed part of the army. Okay. Um, and still get, still letting you choose. You can take the wolf or you can take the ranger, but letting them have it in every single scenario. Oh. Right? That way, that way you don't have the scenario that's played out. I don't think it's played out yet, but it could have potentially played out where we don't roll the Lone Ranger scenario at all. So you end up oh, painting painting this model and wanting to use it and never actually getting to use it. So that's that's one of the things I'm looking at doing that I think I'm probably going to end up doing. You, uh, so, and then you're still going to stick with uh, all, the, all the custom scenarios, nothing like out of the book style stuff? I'll mimic things out of the book. But for okay. the most part, I'm going to try and keep custom. I could change my mind. It'll depend on how much time I have and 
all my freaking work trips and shit. But uh, I'm, I'm more interested in doing that with the individual characters first, and then we'll see what happens with the scenario second. So one thing I will, uh, while we're on the subject of that, one thing I will point out is um, a lot of a lot of people are, um, always wonder like why South players get like these leg up on stuff. Are they just like why why are the South players better than everyone else type of thing? Because they we've been doing really well masters wise. Um, the the thing with scenarios is like when you show up to the table to play all these crazy scenarios all the time, it makes you think outside the box about how to win the in the books the book scenarios. Yeah, it makes the book scenarios that much more easy. Exactly. It makes it like like simplistic easy. You know, it's like super simplistic. So like when you're able to play these more advanced scenarios and then you're like, oh I'm just playing out of the book stuff. Derpy derp, no problem. You know, like so having having tournaments where you play out of the book I think is good, but also having some tournaments that um do some challenging scenarios that really make you think about how to use your army and think about list construction differently, I think is very beneficial um, to people um, in order to grow as a player, I think. Because um, if you're just playing for these, a lot of, a lot of uh, the GTs are only run about eight or nine of the scenarios that are in there and just leave the other three that are even slightly variant or, or difficult, right? And... Uh, and that just leads to some stale play stuff. And again, that's when you get prevalence of gun lines and skew lists and things of that nature. Those are easily prevented by playing, you know, scenarios that mix it up. Yep. So. That's why we do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not why we do it, but that's it's part of why. A, a subset of why we do it. You know, it's like we see we, we do have a pretty large player base and we do have a fair amount of people that travel from out of region to come to south events. So like it's it's good to see different. You know what I mean? Like they come because they want to see, you know, they want to play something that they don't play every single you know week at their local game club. Because you know, like if you already know how to play the scenario, like that, that is one thing that I don't enjoy. Like if you, you could have uh, played the same scenario 10 times over with the same list and know exactly how you're going to play that scenario already with that list you brought. Right. And I just don't think that that adds a lot of skill level to it. You know, I like, I like, uh, I like to play different stuff that maybe I've, even if the pack comes out like a month ahead of time, like you could practice, you know, maybe each scenario once by the time you get to the tournament. Okay. So it's not like you've played that scenario 20 fucking times, you know, add some good versatility. What about you, Ryan? Are you going to do your 1995 type of thing and then up to 2,500 again? Or what do you think? Um, I'm playing with ideas right now either of going higher on the reserve force, so you play two very different point sizes, or toying with the idea of have it, allowing you to bring two different sidebars and okay. pick whichever one you want given who your opponent is. You both select, and then you both tell your opponent, 
which one you picked. Gotcha. That could be fun. Yeah, it gives you more like uh, build capability to play versus specific people. Maybe good. And if you don't want to do it, you can bring the same list twice for your yeah. additional. Uh, I'm just not sure what point value to settle at. I've got a lot of playtesting to do with the scenarios to see if they are unplayable at 27, 50, 3,000. Who knows? You know what would be really cool is if you're doing... Maybe I just misunderstood. You might have been saying this, but what might be really cool is if you do the two sidebar thing. Like if you're doing like low points and then the day two is sidebars. Once you use that, once you use that sidebar, you can't use it again type of a thing. And you have to use your other sidebar. So if you're doing like game uh, one, two, and three at 1995 or something... And then you went to 2,500 or whatever you, whatever it's going to be. Um, you get one sidebar for game four and one, and you have to use the other sidebar for game five. That could That's be an interesting fun. idea. Once you use it up, you don't have it available anymore. That's kind of cool. Just different, but yep, just something to to keep the flavor, but make it taste a little different. I'm just interested to see how people are going to be changing up stuff. It doesn't seem like uh, the ones that are starting out early are going to be, they're literally just running stuff out of the book, which makes sense because they're trying to, you know, figure it all out still. But for mine, I think we're going to be expanding out to almost twice the amount of players. Like um, my plan is to have 40, 48, uh, uh, room for 48 people. We'll see how that turns out. Black Eye just hit me up like last week saying that they were having a meeting with like the property owners and stuff like that so I'm not exactly sure what that means for stuff so either way the tournament will still be on and there will be black eye vodka there it's just I have to figure out what the fuck is what the fuck that means which I'm not really worried about it because if they still have to have a location in order to be making vodka. So <laughs> provided <laughs> they're going to be making alcohol, they're going to have a location. So Yeah. It just depends on what that means. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited because the prevalence of uh, doubles tournaments is uh, getting some more steam. Blue City Brawl is back, even though they never left, but they kind of did, but then they didn't, and then now, they, now they're back again. <laughs> So it was just kind of crazy because like it was gone, and then like three months later, like nope, psych, just kidding, damn it. Now I'm gonna have to go again. I have to go until I lose. <laughs> like I was like, hey, I I can go to a different tournament this year, and I signed up for TNT, and then like two weeks later, they were like, psych, we're still gonna be doing it. Like, well, I guess I'm going to TNT and Blue City. Going a lot of a lot of Tennessee this year. You know what they say, Tennessean is tenant believing. <laughs> I lived in Memphis for a while. I'm allowed to make that joke. Don't roll your eyes at me, Blue City guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's what the year ahead looks like. It's what yeah, the year behind lot. looks like. We didn't even cover shit like Masters last year. Experience sitting behind the table instead of uh playing on it. I know. <laughs> That's a long conversation. That is. It's probably better suited for <laughs> probably its own thing. <laughs> another one. 
Plus, I think we probably drank some beer in the past 14 months. Yeah, we got to do that, too. <laughs> Especially since one of the breweries up here is closed. Oh, no. Yeah, collective closed. It's funny. But Fusion is expanding. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was just, uh, like, it's so crazy because they're, like, what, an eighth of a mile from each other? Like, it's like, like a literally. Block. Yeah, two yeah. blocks. And it's like, oh, yeah, we are closing our doors because, I don't know, lots of bad business decisions, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Then, like, three days later, hey, they're closing. We're expanding. <laughs> like, so. That's kind of like a kick in the nuts, though. But. They didn't actually do that. That was me joking. No, I, no, I know, but they But, but they, they really still announced are. it. They were like, we're expanding. They didn't have to announce it. It's obvious that they're expanding. You can go there and physically see all the expansion stuff happening. Like you can, like. <laughs> I really liked that. how they roped off that uh that street mm-hmm. when we went for the the bottle release. That was actually kind of cool, where they used the extra space and mm-hmm. were able to space out a little more. It was really cool. Anniversary or whatever they were doing. So it was the zombie crack release. I thought. It might have been coinciding with the anniversary. It was both. Too. Yeah, there was that. There, um, not, not anniversary. Uh, like the Marine Corps anniversary. Or yeah, that's right. That's right. It's the Marine Corps anniversary. Because the head brewer is a former Marine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we'll see how uh, this Goblin Army turns out for the doubles stuff this year. Other than that, I think I'm going to really try hard to get that Brotherhood army done, which I would really like to do. And uh, I've got to add so much stuff to my Trident Realms stuff to even make it a viable list. Ah, stupid RC fucking up all my shit. I have to do (laughs) fucking assholes ruining all of my shit. You know what? And I don't want to hear anybody bitching about having to redo fucking units and shit. I am redoing my Krakens for the third fucking time, okay? I had them on 50s, then they went to chariot bases, and guess what? Now they're on 75s. So fuck me, I get to rebase them again. So this will be the last time we rebase things, right? Because I'm going to pour resin for this army, and uh, I'm not doing that twice. Uh, Bro, mine mine are in resin. (laughs) So I get to figure that out. So I totally agree with you, and it was a conversation that was had, and uh, yes, this will be the last time we're redoing Krakens on the base size, because they were making they were making a Kraken, and then they weren't making a Kraken, and now they're making a Kraken again, and now the Kraken's been released. <laughs> so, literally, released Kraken. I think you have to yell that line for it to count. All right, right yes, the yet. reason... The reason it has wild charge, right, is we did all the play testing and everything like that, right? The um, all the play testing for the Kraken was done and everything, and then uh, the feedback was that we needed to change, you know, attacks because it was too good. So went down to twelve attacks, and then points changes happened, and I'm like, you know what? We have wild charge now. Why don't we give wild charge to the Kraken just to give it that little extra something, and it'll be like release the Kraken. So. 
when you do your wild charge, you have to roll release the Kraken in order to, to do your wild charge. If you don't, your opponent can tell you to fuck off and you don't get wild charge. That's, oh, that's so we're the playing rule. AOS rules now then, huh? Yes, yep. Sweet. Invisible horses confirmed. There is a lot of cool shit coming down the pipeline from uh, Mantic Bird. Their models, some summer campaign stuff that's going to be pretty fucking tits. So, not a lot I can go into, but they're like the V3 stuff is not just like, okay, we're done and then, you know, put all your toys away. We're good. We don't have to touch this for a while. There's a bunch more shit coming. So, um, you think that you're just going to figure everything out and then be done, you're wrong. There's more stuff coming. And um, some really cool narrative stuff. The, can- the narrative campaign for the summer should be really cool. A lot of, lot of fun stuff to look forward to. And I'm, I'm hoping that uh, some of the narrative uh, uh, stuff like uh, Rob's talking about where he's going to do like a tournament that's based around narrative will pick up on some of that. So... Oftentimes we just get so locked in like tournament play that we forget that, you know, sometimes it's fun just to play narrative stuff like the summer campaigns. So yeah. I look forward to seeing how they use keyword too. There is a lot of uh, options you can do with that to make things interesting and add more nuance. Yeah. And they're all there and they are pretty much all ready to click go. It's just, uh, it's just a timing thing really. And uh, there's more, coming to it that needs to get play tested before you can really just do that. But yeah, they're literally just cookies that are put into there for consumption later. So I like cookies. Yeah. Chris Davis on his his tangent where he's just like, there's no reason why you guys couldn't do all the rules for all of this stuff right now, right away on third release. You guys should what's don't even put the keywords in there. The reason it's like, well, except for the fact that we don't want to rewrite the rules books, the whole unit entry thing is there because you don't want to have to mess with the unit entries. You want if you want to add or subtract things, you can do it with cockpack stuff, and then you can completely invalidate a cockpack to replace it with a new one. Without having to replace your fucking rulebook. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why there isn't anything in the keywords for the main rulebook. There already, there's already plans, obviously, for all that. That's why everything has a very specific keyword. But there are some things that already have bonuses, right? So, like, if you look at uh, the, like, Sylvankin, we've got the tree, the tree herder guy that, uh, gives elite to verdant units or trident realms has octopian right so you've got a you've got a, the thule mythican now inspires krakens right which makes mm-hmm. total um so there are little nuggets of what what the purpose of those things are in there but it also leaves plenty of room for expansion on that too so that's good yeah so without it without it just being like bunch of shit dumped into the rule book that can't be altered later on so there's some that give nuggets for things that may come later like masked being a keyword yes yeah yeah exactly and there's lots of stuff like abominations or you know giz like uh, the gizmo stuff right so like for um uh goblins 
gizmo is going to be a thing, right? So they're all they all have gizmos in there. There's going to be a bonus for gizmos, obviously. So bunch of fun little stuff like that that's pretty much ready to go. But I'm excited to see the League of Infamy stuff got funded, and so I want to see some of those models come out and get used for. Um, Kings of War because those models are going to be really great, like quality wise. They're really, it's crazy because that Kickstarter didn't do nearly as good as um, they were hoping for. But they also put it out at the time of year that like sucks to do a Kickstarter, right? So mm-hmm. you don't, you don't do a Kickstarter in, you know, um, uh, uh, September you know, time frame, you know, you do it closer to Christmas or you, you know, you do it at the beginning of the year or April, right. When people get their tax money back and shit like that. Um, and they have, you know, liquid money to spend, which is crazy because all the, re- most of the rest of their Kickstarter stuff has always been around those time frames, So it's weird that they chose to do it around that time. Well, I think there's a saturation for new games as well. You have people like me that look at our Dungeon Saga boxes and our Vanguard boxes and go, I'm not going to play a third game. Why am I buying this? Yeah, well, and it, the reality of it is, on top of that, is just talking to Mantic in a, re, in a realistic form. Like, uh, like Vanguard is cool. I, I'm not saying it's not a viable game and that people won't play it. But I will straight up tell you that... 20% of your sales for Vanguard are 100% just for Kings of War players buying those models used for Kings of War. It's 60% no of the time. Yeah, 60% of the time it works every time. But yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people like, I mean, I've played one game of Vanguard. One. <laughs> and I mean, I, I have two of the big pledges just chilling, right? And then I've bought I just spent $700 on luggets, right, to make three regiments. <laughs> right? So, a <laughs> little, bit, little bit of money for a couple of regiments, right? Sorry, I can't hear you over the sound of my Mersha armies. I know, right? That's the thing. Is like People are like, but I have to spend this amount of money. It's like, okay, cool. Have you seen a Mersha model? Okay, yeah, they're expensive too. But... I will say the quality on them is phenomenal. So if they can find a way to do it without doing resin, that would be really cool. Uh, they, they've already said they're going to redo a bunch of the goblin stuff. Um, I'm curious to see how that comes out, if they're going to be able to do it in hard plastics. I think they would do it in metals uh, over doing the hard plastics um, because metals cheaper um, for them to do it than the resin. And I don't think they'll get the quality from the plastics because to get that quality from plastics is very expensive to do. I don't think that they'll be able to afford it right now. So unless people start buying semantic models, that is. So <laughs> go out and buy Mantic. Right. I mean, so far their push for it's been pretty good. I mean, Adepticon armies last year, I would say close to 50% of the armies were majority Mantic armies. Except for Kapsner, who didn't have a single Mantic model and won, but didn't win. Which was really unfortunate for him. (laughs) Very fortunate for Tim, though. 
And fortunate for Steve Hildrew, right? Because uh, he won the trip over here for Adepticon. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff. At Beerwog for Ryan. Or my blog at thebeerwog.blogspot.com. At CapAMR05 for Mark. At the beer phase, all one word for the entire podcast or if you have to contact us by email you know if you want to say something for a long period of time you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com that's thebeerphase all one word at gmail.com Too kind, you've been thunderstruck.